quest towards their second Stanley Cup and are going for the repeat. We're in playoffs, you guys. This is Family Faceoff presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Are we excited or what? We've got a full house here in studio at the Monumental Sports Network studio. Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan, Dan Nolan, and we are joined by a very, very special guest, senior writer of The Athletic, Tarek El-Bashir, Taco Bell aficionado. <laughs> Welcome. Senior for house. what, though? Because you're old, uh, right? Because Tarek? I'm old, yes. I, I am on the wrong side of 40 <laughs> by a lot. At this oh, point. yeah. Come on, Tarek. <laughs> the wrong side of 40. Keep going. <laughs> Taco Bell aficionado? Oh, Is that what you said? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Gosh. You I know what? S- I mean, there's a reason why I carry these extra pounds. Right? <laughs> it's, it's the Taco Bell at 11 o'clock at night after covering a game. This was going to be a playoff preview, but instead, I'd rather just pick your brain on Double various items. Supreme, like, baby. That's it. Every single day. Every time I get a chance. Oh, when it came out, the 89 cent cheesy double beef burrito. Oh. That was it. That was one of the best commercials. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, we have a show, right? Yeah, I know. This We're going the Dan over Nolan food. This is show, food show. <laughs> well, you can tell the energy is high because we're super excited for playoffs. And it was kind of an interesting scenario because, guys, we were all watching the game and a lot of people were scoreboard watching and who the Caps going to play down the stretch for a while. Everyone was saying, oh, it's going to be Columbus. And for a while, they even there on Saturday, it could have been Pittsburgh, depending on their outcome. Um, and it is the Carolina Hurricanes, a team, dad, Mm-hmm. who you put out of the playoffs <laughs> the very first show we well, sat here in October. Okay, but let me put that in perspective. You asked me probably teams that won't make the playoffs. No, 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 no. no. Didn't you? No. We See, I have a bad memory, so too. I'm no. senior, too. No. I'm well, a senior. <laughs> Courtney said nothing. Right. You, out of left field, went, I'm going to go ahead and make my first prediction. <laughs> Carolina. <laughs> out. Out. And Courtney, Tarek's heard like, me do that before because I usually put off teams during the course we of the season, but I did that right in. away. Yeah, five minutes into our show. <laughs> and now I, you know, I eat crow for that. But you know what? I think it's a good matchup. I think the Caps are in good shape against Carolina. I think the firepower, the goaltending, the special teams, you can go down the list. It's all in the Caps' favor. Now they've just got to deliver, Tarek. Yeah, uh, w- that last game day of the regular season I, my thoughts were anybody but Columbus I did not want to see them they're a big heavy grinding team good coaching um, some high level high level players that can steal a series I did not want to see them again um, part of me was like you know what you got to go through Pittsburgh at some point why not do it when you're healthy and you're fresh and they're not healthy they're, and they're banged up yes, by the blue line yeah uh, getting Malkin also there's some questions about right. him I mean they were banged up so I was, was kind of leaning and then I said you know what don't overthink this dummy you want Carolina <laughs> you, 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 you want the team yep. that the Capitals yes. uh, swept during the regular season 4-0 4-0. now those a couple of those games were close yep um, but like you, Craig, I didn't expect much from the Hurricanes this year. I, I, lo- I looked at that lineup. I was like, they're, yeah, they're young, they're hungry, they got a good coach. But Peter Morazic and Curtis McElhinney, I mean, what are we talking about Does here? Does Brendan Moore get some votes for Coach of the Year now? I think yeah, so. I, I think absolutely. absolutely. I think, and, you know, we sat here on the other show, Dad, and we talked about that. And, you know, kind of after reading a little bit more about him, he is, in my mind, the reason – and the leadership of why they're in this position. And he came into training camp with this philosophy that we're just going to work our asses off, Dan. Yep. Ooh. (laughs) It's playoffs. (laughs) We can just go go off the rails. Let's just do it. (laughs) And he's a guy who captained the Canes trip and the cup. Yep. Win when they won yep. back in what 2006, 2006. I believe. The 2006. genius part of the whole thing that he did 
was naming Justin Williams a captain. Yeah. yeah. As soon as he got the job, Justin Williams is the motor that runs that team. Yes, he is. On and off the ice. And he's the whole uh, band of jerks, and he's the whole storm surge <laughs> take warning backbone yep. that has really helped them, I don't know, have this identity and have something that they, they stand for now and something that they want to play for, something that they want to win for. I think you nailed it when you said they work. I, I've seen Carolina up close a couple of times. I've seen them on TV a couple more times. They are dogged on the puck. I yep. mean, they are on the forecheck, that back check. I mean, if, if you're a forward and you're carrying that puck through the neutral zone, you're going to have a D-man stepping up on you, and you're going to have a winger coming back on you real hard. Uh, those guys are, are uh, high-octane, high-octane. I think that overcomes some of their inexperience and some of their youth in certain areas. They just outwork you. And if they if they could finish – yeah. Imagine if they could finish. They get a lot of high, high, high danger chances according to analytics. The they just don't finish them. Yeah, they don't finish them. So that's something to be aware of in yeah. this series: is can the Capitals slow mm. them down and get out of their zone in a hurry? They'll be in great shape if they do that. If they get hemmed in from the top of the circles to the goal line, it's going to be a long series. It is, and the first series are always the toughest. A couple notes that I want to mention: you talk about inexperience. Eleven players on their team have not dressed in a playoff game. So that's something you go against the Caps, obviously, who are the cup champs. They have a lot of experience. And you talk about high danger shots, and I believe it's actually Peter Morazic who has one of the best save percentages, high danger save percentages among goalies in the playoffs. And so he's been hot lately. He yeah. has been amazing. And so I think when you we talk we talk about high danger, and I think that's one thing to look at Carolina and they're really good and they have a really great goaltender that's good in those high danger areas. What about on the other side though, do you see from the cap shutting down those high danger areas. Dad, you said that that might be a key for the game, that really shutting down that home plate area. Getting out of the zone in a hurry. Don't allow them to move the puck and cycle it. They utilize the back of the net as well as anybody, but yeah. I will say this about them. Tarek mentioned how fast they are in their motor and their engine. Often they get carried away and they get three guys caught way in the corner. If the Capitals can escape that quickly, one pass and boom, out, Caps will have a ton of odd man breaks, and they're such a good rush team as we've seen, Terry. How bad is Michael Kempney's loss going to hurt oh. the Caps? Because, I mean, you talk about those quick escapes, those those one that one-man breakout who can either skate it out mm -hmm. or, or make that pass right to a winger going in the other direction. I, I think that might hurt a little bit. My question for you, Dad, is how much does the right-left set up? You didn't have that in your day. and You know, all these coaches now, analytics-wise, mm -hmm. you got we want to make sure that you're catching the puck on your forehand. And I mean, they even, t I know you have a son who plays hockey. Do they teach that well, even at the youth level of right, left? And I get it, but I think Carlson has a great opportunity to step up to maybe play on the left side with Jensen. But how much is that really an impact? Well, you know what? It started when I was playing actually in 81 or 82 when Brooks became the coach of the New York a uh, Rangers. Yep. And after winning the Olympics, in 80, he brought to the NHL just switching of the wings. We had never seen that before. As a right winger, you play the right side. As a left winger, you play the left side. He flip-flopped them and gave their players better shooting angles. And I remember playing the Rangers in the playoffs, a totally different dynamic because I remember Brian Murray, bless his heart, sitting in the locker room and saying, guys, stay in your lane because what happens with the Rangers is they crisscross over all over the ice. And that's what they did in the Olympics in their 1980 win. Uh, and so we were staying in our lanes. Then, to me, it changed then over to defensemen playing their offside. But I think in this day and age, because of the speed of the game, 
you have to have strength to your strong side. As a right-sided D playing the right side, you're strong with the puck. You're not always exposing the puck up the middle. You've got more options, plus your pivots are better to the right side. You always have one strong side, and you're stronger pivoting to take care of that speed. I, I think Craig nailed it there. Uh, because the game is so much faster now, if you're a D-man on your on your wrong side and you're trying to get the puck off the boards on your backhand and you got your back to the play, you're in a lot of trouble. Yep. Back when you yep. were playing, you might have that extra two second or well, that extra you've one got second. the lasso on the guy. Quarter second, okay, right. You got the lasso on the guy. You're right. holding him up. You got the stick in the belly. You're you're protecting that's, that the defense, so right? right? And so now, right. with none of that allowed, yep. nailed it. Backhands are harder because are. we all got the big curve stick yep. now. So you now you're handling and you got the less pot. time to make that decision. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now so that's an adjustment for the super skilled guys like an Andre Burakovsky. Um, I, I really think of him now. And Alex Ovechkin, too. I mean, yes, those are the sure. guys who who they want to face the net. When they come in the zone with speed, they want to when they cut to the middle, they want to be on their forehand ready to to, to zip that puck. But I think for D men, it's a yes. problem. I, I I do not like lefty lefty righty righty. There's a reason. <laughs> no. There's a reason why coaches are so obsessed with righty lefty now. Well, we talked. You mentioned some of the cap superstars. What about Carolina superstars? Anybody to look out for? In my mind, the first guy, Sebastian Ajo. I mean, what a season. He had an incredible season. Okay. Career highs. Led the team in. See, goals. and I thought his name was Aho. <laughs> <laughs> and what are the odds of two of them being in the league? Right. <laughs> The Finns are fabulous on that team. Yeah. I, I think Taravine and Ajo, superstars in this league. And you look at the top two lines. The top line for the Caps outscores their top line. The second line, their second line actually, when you add up all their totals, are a little bit ahead of the Caps. The third line for the Caps is a little bit ahead of their third line and the Caps' fourth line right about even with their fourth line numerically, looking at statistics. Um, I just think the Capitals and Reardon, are going to have to be very cognizant of matchups. This may be a bigger matchup series than a lot of people are giving credit for because if the Caps can slow down Aho and Taravainen, they're going to be in fabulous shape. And it starts in the first two games with Reardon getting the line change. He's going to have to be on money making sure he gets the right matchups. I, I was actually going to ask this question because I think over the last couple of months you've been really focusing on the third line. I yes. feel like that's a lot of the discussion we've had yes. on the show. Uh, in this series, when the Caps presumably have a little bit more depth, uh, does third line production come into play a little bit more here when you play a team like Carolina that lacks that experience? I think so. I think when you have a line like the Caps that we expect to start the playoffs with, which is Haglin, Eller, and Connolly, three guys that can fly. You have Connolly who's got the tremendous shot. You have Eller that is the horse. And I just think that when you have those type of guys, you've got to we talk about it. Remember, what was it, the stat from last year, Tarek? Third and fourth line guys in the 24 playoff games for the Caps had 30 goals. Yeah. You wonder why wow. the Capitals won. Secondary scoring is key at this time of year. Because right. Because a lot of times those top guys cancel each other out. Uh, one note I want to uh, say about Ajo is he hasn't scored in a month. So yeah, so, right. so he's been ice cold. Is that a good note for us or a bad <laughs> note, Tark? I don't know. Ooh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. <laughs> but he, he, oh, he's, bad. That could backfire real fast. <laughs> he, 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 he has certainly been cold. Yeah. But what I really like about this matchup is 
the Capitals' depth of scoring. Seven players who've got 20 or more goals, and those are the guys, the unheralded guys, mm -hmm. the Brett Connollys, the um, Lars Ellers. You know, Those are the guys who are going to be scoring those big goals yeah. in crunch time, and the fact that these guys had some, you know, had good years, I think that, I think that bodes well for the And Caps. with you in the house today here in Family Faceoff, I've got to just ask you about Alex Ovechkin. You've followed this team forever. Yeah. You know, you're a beat writer. You traveled with us. We used to run into each other all the time. Never at Taco Bell because you never invited me. You never, ever invited me. Plus, they don't have beer there. You're more of a palm and, kind of guy anyway. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so how would you rate Alex Ovechkin's season? He scored 50 again. I mean, what are we talking about here? And he would have he would have done it nine times if he had just gotten one last year. It's it's really unbelievable uh, the amount of consistency that he has shown. And there were times – few years ago where I was like, he's never going to catch Gretzky. And now I'm starting to rethink it. I'm like, mm -hmm. he's too. I, 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 he will. there's a mathematical pathway to it. I mean, I I, it's still going to be very hard. And when you compare the two eras that these guys played and not taking anything away from the great one, but you go back. Thank you. You, you go back there and you, you go back to some of those. So <laughs> you didn't even get that. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Derek. Sorry, it's too man. early in the morning, I'm, I'm right? I'm too dialed in. I'm too dialed in. Um, you go back to some of those, those, those clips of Gretzky scoring in the 80s. The goalie's like barely moved and just kind of shrugged like that. Ah. You don't, I mean, I don't, I can make the argument that no position has changed more in professional sports than goaltender in hockey. They used to be the guys who were crazy enough to stand in front of the puck. Mm -hmm. Now they are some of the best athletes and skaters on the team. And to see Alex doing this against six foot seven dudes who can move the way they're moving, <laughs> yeah. it just it puts him in another category. I mean, you know the way we kind of like compare old money to like you know what it would cost today. I almost feel like you have to do the same thing with goals. And and if you could figure out a formula. Oh, man, he's probably he's probably the best ever. It's also tough too because no matter what sport you're looking at, generations are different. Style of play is different mm -hmm. to your point. I sure. mean, it's not just hockey, but the fact that he could even get there <laughs> yeah. just seems incredible because, I mean, Kretzky is on a, this platform that, right. to your point, yeah. no one ever thinks anyone's going to touch Kretzky. No. And there is a pathway there. Yeah. Craig and Courtney both said that they think he's going to catch him. I do. Wouldn't surprise me. And doesn't Gretzky still owe him a stick? For winning the cup, yeah, I think he year? still does. I don't think he's so, got Gretzky six. You've I, got the story. Go ahead. I, I don't have the story, but I but I can tell you this. <laughs> I can tell you this. Um, I was in the building in Arizona, like you, when Alex scored the behind the head uh -huh. goal. Yes, thirteen and, years ago. And I I had I had interviewed Gretzky a few times earlier on my career when he played for the Rangers, but I had never really like interviewed him and um you know it was always in a scrum but this time it was one on one it was a holiday if i remember correctly yes, there was it no was. there was no other media there and so i had to go to the to the um uh coyotes pr guy i was like hey can i talk to, to gretzky about ovi's gold and he, he i guess he'd already talked to a couple of radio he came out of his office and it was one of the funniest interviews i've i've had because <laughs> i asked him i was like Wayne, you've scored like some insane goals. Have you ever seen that before? And he just went, not only have I never seen that, I've never had another player blow a kiss at me from the bench. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I'm dying laughing. I'm like, I'm like, actually, Wayne, he wasn't blowing a kiss at you. He does that after every single goal. It's a, it's a thing to his brother, and you know, there's some stuff. And he goes, oh. Okay, well, but uh, he was it was great. I mean, I, I I still have to go back and pinch myself. I'm like, I was yeah. standing there basically one-on-one -on -one interviewing the great one about the goal. How lucky can you be? That's unbelievable. It's awesome. Yeah. He's Tark Elbashir. You can catch his work on The Athletic. Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan, Dan Nolan, and Tark. we were just talking about Alex Ovechkin. And this, this kind of brings up an interesting point for me because, I mean, we have all sat here. We've all been involved in the media. We've all seen – 
what the media has said about the Caps leading up to playoffs during the season and maybe how much negative impact or negative emotions that has played on the Caps. I remember Barry Trotz even saying in one game at the last playoffs of the playoffs before, fans, we need you on our side. And how many times have we come in this building, you could slice the air yeah. with a knife because of the nervous energy. This year, though, not so much. The Caps really aren't even We're being flying talked under the radar. about. I, I would agree with that. And I think that getting Carolina, not only are you getting a team that you match up well against, um, you're also getting a team where there's not going to be a whole lot of national media. There's not going to be a whole lot of buzz around this series. If the Caps do this right, they get out of this series in five games with no injuries. You know, Carolina's not a big, heavy team that's going to forecheck right. you into, a, into you know, minced meat. I mean, you should feel pretty good coming out of this series. Um, but in terms of just the feeling in the city, I, 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 I'm in a rink a lot because of my kid. And I feel like, and I hope, and I think the players kind of feel this way too. I think they feel like this is their opportunity to make up for some lost time. They, they, they should be working on cup number three or four right now. Let's be honest. Yes. Like they should not be working on number two. They should be number <laughs> three or four at this point. Yep. And they know that they have an opportunity here. This team is, you know, the Kipney injury really hurts, but I think this team on paper is actually better than last year's team. And they're getting some 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 breaks from from some of the potential matchups. You don't want to look too far ahead. You want to focus on game one of series one. Right. But there is an opportunity here for Alex and Nick and John and all these guys who you know, like I said, should be working on Cup three or four here to at least get two, and then the questions go away, and then no one ever talks again about this team not living up to the to, to its expectations. Mentally, this year you're with them every day, yep. Craig. What are the differences heading into the postseason now? Because a lot of people, uh, after they win their first championship, the, the chip is kind of it's gone. Yep. Uh, and, and it's hard to go back to back in any sport, obviously. But this year, it seems like they're focused. What is the mentality like heading into the postseason? I just find the whole team when I you travel, especially very loose, and I'd say loose and the finest form because being loose is being confident. And I really think this team last year. Going into the Stanley Cup playoffs, I would have to characterize them as tight, pressure-filled, all that. To me, I find that that's all alleviated, and I find that this team now knows that there's another level. I don't think they've played their best the last 10 or 15 games. I still think there's another level to their play. But to a man, they know what that is, and that's what happens when you're a champion. And I firmly believe that we're going to see our best hockey that we've seen all season from this Capitals team, and it's the fact that they're using that confidence to energize them, to say, let's, like Oshie says, back to back. And I think that they're flying <laughs> under the radar. There it is. They're flying under the radar a little bit because everyone's saying, oh, Winnipeg. Vegas, Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay. They've got so many teams ahead of them now. And I just think that bodes well for this team. I think the fact that we're very rarely talking about the Caps winning another cup is a good thing because I think the team really elevates their game. And I think we're going to see better hockey in the first series than we've seen from this team all season long and how they work and how they execute their the game plan. The pressure's gone. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, mm -hmm. we all know sitting here what it's like in anything, sports, job, whatever. When you don't have that pressure, yeah, 
you just play, like Dad said, it loose. And I think that's the best. You go out there, you have fun. They're going to think about all of the great things, all of the great memories that maybe they remember or don't remember. And I'm you, not quite sure, yeah, but they're going to they they're gonna pull on those things and they say, know how to do it do now. It again. They exactly. know how to do it. And they so, exactly. raise their level, right? And now they right. bring in Hagelin, right. who's one back-to-back, right. who's going to actually help them, I think, in their journey. And BMAC, fantastic pickup in February of Hagelin, not only for his play, but the fact that he had one back-to-back. You know, I, I, I think they're going to win game one, but if, if for some reason they lose game one in overtime, there's no sense of dread of, oh, my God, here we go again. They're just going to go, huh, how many times this happened last year? <laughs> yeah. We'll just figure it out in game two. got to yeah. play a little better. You know, I mean, the, having the confidence and knowing how to do it, right. I think, is, is going to serve this team well. And I think having the fans behind them in, in that same way of, hey, you know what, if they do go down one, we have seen this before. That and too, I, think, yeah. I think that's a big thing is, but like I said before, you would come into these games and it it would be stuffy. It would be you could you could slice the air with a knife because quiet, it was so tight. The quiet, the quietest I've ever heard this building was 2009 when they went down five nothing to the Penguins in Game Seven. I mean, you could hear people sneezing yeah. on the other side of the arena. Why like, did we bring you in today? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're, the point I'm trying to make, guys. The point I'm trying to make is that's not going to happen. If the if the Canes score first in Game One. It doesn't get quiet. Right. People don't start sitting on their hands. Right. It's still, you know, guys, the fans are still going to be fired up and yelling and screaming and, and backing their boys. Right. I, I was talking to somebody the other day, and they're like, what do you think the games are going to be like? I was like, you know what? I actually think they're going to be awesome. I think the I fans too. at Capital One are going to be awesome. And they're like, yeah, you're right. And I think because- the fans in Carolina are going to be awesome. Oh, I think oh, this yeah. is going to be a great series. Can't wait to see what kind of storm surge they pull out there. Yeah, if there's an advantage, it would be post-game. And Carolina's yes. post-game, <laughs> it's, it's better than Washington's, let's be honest. Yeah. Jerks. Oh, for now. Bunch of jerks. Bunch of jerks. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to do that in the playoffs. Oh, though. what? Ooh. I say no way. I disagree Oh, I think they're going to for sure. Your take on that? I'm saying they're not going to do that in the playoffs because there's so much on the line. And if I'm under the microscope. And they're under the microscope. And if you do that in the playoffs and you win one game, that next day, yeah. your opposition is going to go crazy. I kind of side with Craig here. I think they might they might pull the shoot on this. So yes. Obviously, the reason that they have more fanfare is because they're winning and they're in the yep. playoffs and they've exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm. But there's also the side of this of, I bet they had a lot more fans stay there because of all the stuff they did after the game. And we're talking about games where, it would, and I remember there was a situation, I think the game ended 5-1 to one about two and a half weeks ago. And the entire stadium was still there you know, 10, 15 minutes after the game had ended. Uh, obviously, that is not the most important part of this. The most right. important part is to win games and everything. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they kept doing it. And, and it's not like other teams aren't already accustomed to Carolina doing this, whether it's frustrating or not. I just I, I cannot see them and fathom it to do it in against a Stanley the, Cup playoff against guys. the reigning champs. Against yeah. the reigning yeah. champions. But it is what got much. them here. I don't I know, know, but I'm, I'm I, on the I just fence. think Williams has yeah. won too many cups. Yeah. He's been the cunt. I, 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 I think, think Justin, he's gonna... Justin just goes, boys. This is not the time to do it. If they win game seven. Oh, so if they win a series. Yes. If we win a they series. have to win it at home. But they have to they win won't. that series at right. home. They which would do it. <laughs> which well, they're, which they're mean, not going to be able to do. <laughs> so I'm saying they're not doing any of the storm surge in this series. If they do, I'm going to be very disappointed. Okay, so then what's your prediction for this series? Capitals, four games to one. Okay. Caps, so five and five. And, caps and five. Caps and five. I, I think, uh, optimistically, I think 
five games is what this team needs. Don't forget, this team played, what, 20, 20 how many games last year? 24, 25? I mean, in the playoffs. So they have a lot of mileage on their legs with, with a long summer. They need one short series. If they're going to repeat, whether it's this series or the next series, because at some point you're going seven with the Lightning. Yes. So you might as well try to get a five-game series somewhere where you get that four-day gap and you can just sit on the couch and just watch everyone else beat, beat, them, you know, beat themselves up, and then you can come back fresh. Caps in six. I'm going Ooh. Caps in six. Dan? Dan? Caps in five. Ooh. Caps Ooh. in five. All right, so then real quick, you mentioned the Tampa Bay Lightning. So – we go through the other teams in the league in the Eastern Conference. So you think Tampa, Columbus, you think Tampa's coming away with the win? Yeah, I, 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 Tampa's going to be in the Eastern Conference final. Okay. Tampa's going to be beat up, but they will get through. Be a long series against Columbus. I want to go for an upset, Columbus over Tampa. Just really? because I want round. an upset. I want an upset. Okay. Uh, that'd, be more, that'd be like historic <laughs> What about Toronto-Boston? <laughs> <laughs> I, I I know people in Toronto, and you, I know you're a Torontonian. <laughs> yes, like, really, Boston <laughs> again? I, I I do think Toronto is a much better team this year, and they finally get by the Bruins. No way, Boston so. gets by. Okay. Boston gets by. <laughs> I I'm going with Boston. I'm going Cassidy over Babcock. Okay. Yes. Okay. Tarek, you just got like what my dad likes to say, hook, lined, and sinker. I did. I did. I, <laughs> as soon as I started saying that, I could see his eyes. I got a. Craig. I got a taco tuna right here. <laughs> <laughs> fish tacos? Oh, Are we talking fish tacos? Oh, what about you, Courtney? Happened? What about you? What's what your prediction? You? you know what? I got to go Boston. Okay. I really do. Boston in? Ooh. Boston in seven. Boston in six. Pete. Then you had Toronto in? Six. I'll do Toronto in seven. Okay. Toronto Islanders, seven. Pittsburgh. I mean, this is going to be a wild one, I think. I'm going to take, I am going to take the Islanders. And I'm going to take them over the Pittsburgh Penguins in six. Wow. The Islanders have been so good in their own end, and they have done such a good job of suppressing shots and keeping the puck out of their own net. And Barry Trotz, like, I I mean, we know he knows how to do it now. Um, I'm going to go Islanders too, which which means that it's going to be – Caps Isles in the second round. Yeah. Did I just say? Oh, yes. What a story! Oh what my god! Story. I mean, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Yeah. That could be the story of like the decade. In, I think the in same the thing. Show. I think the Islanders are going to win over the Penguins. I mean, it's weird to say, but it has just not been the same kind of year for Pittsburgh, even yeah, with all the postseason success they've yeah. had. I also think it's. I think it'll be long though. I mean, it'll be. I think Islanders in seven. It's be a long uh, series. But yep. I think and they'll win. Yeah. That's the Yeah, they are. There's a lot of factors working against Pittsburgh right now. But first and foremost, we've got Caps versus the Canes in the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Guys, are we ready? Yes, We're we excited. are. It's playoffs. We're the best super time excited. Of the year. Best time of the year. I'm so fired up. I, I, you know, all year I've been basically covering the Redskins for the Athletic, but I was told that when they get back to the playoffs, you can go have some fun again. So uh, part of the reason I'm here is because I'm I'm tuning up. I'm gearing up, and I could not be more excited about this. Well, we're all excited, Tark. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, on thanks, Family Face Off. That was awesome. Thanks for having you me. You can come back. So, yeah, I think, you can come right? back. Tark Lachlan? Am I like an honorary? No, you're not in the family. Everybody asked us that. Dan asked us the first show. I haven't let him in the family yet. It's funny. I asked the question. I never asked it again. And then, like, they bring it up on their own. They'd say, hey, you want to be in the family? Craig would just... 
hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would just kind of sit there and I didn't know what to say. And he'd say, no, you can't. <laughs> Tarek, you're in the same boat, my man. We All love right. you, but I gotta you're not it. in the family. Yes. Oh, for Courtney Lachlan, Craig Lachlan, Tarek Elbashir, producer Dan Nolan, thank you guys so much for listening to Playoff Edition of Family Face-Off presented by Geico, where 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. We'll see you guys next week. Let's go, Caps. Oh,